Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. All right, um, I want to get into into the things that I feel like I'm supposed to share with you today. Um, little heads up. I don't, I don't necessarily feel like what I'm getting ready to do is, is a typical sermon. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing a lot of reading of some dialogue that's, that, that's going on here. But, um, but what, I, what my goal is in this is to hopefully help recalibrate hearts and faith and focus where if anybody has experienced any, any wavering at all with that in, so, in this current season we're in, um, but mainly it's to, it's to impart courage and faith and, and to stoke a fire in us for us to upgrade our belief that we're on the brink of some wild, awesome times. All right. Um, before I get in that, I just want to pray, Lord, I thank you that, that your presence is with us. Thank you, Lord God, that you, Lord, you've been reminding me as I've been reading your word this week. Uh, that Jesus, you've been in this from the beginning, Lord, and and you're the you're the the man, the God man, Lord. You came and and you lived your 33 years on this earth, and and we worship you for the cross and the resurrection and the and the ascension and the reenthronement, Lord. But uh, but sometimes it's easy to to forget that you actually were here from the very beginning. You're the Word, Lord. The the, the worlds were. Uh, they're held together and sustained by the power of your word, Lord Jesus. And we praise you, Lord. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And you're seated on the throne. And, and the word of God says, the Father told you that you'll be seated here until he makes the enemy your footstool. Come on. And Lord, we just declare that we partner with you to make the enemy his footstool, Lord. In Jesus' name, God, you are the almighty God. And your, your kingdom prevails eternally, Lord, and you are not shaken or waver. You don't waver. You haven't missed a beat. And Lord, we just declare in the name of Jesus that, that we partner with that in Jesus' name on this earth. We're not part of an earthly kingdom, God. Yeah, Lord, we just thank you so much that your kingdom is amongst us, Lord, and it's in us. We're, the kingdom is in our midst. And uh, yeah, we, we just want to partner with you, Lord, and, and we don't want to miss what you're doing. We don't want to be distracted by, by things in, in this world and the things of the, of the cares and worries of, of life, God, we want to focus on you. And just like Jesus uh, was doing what he saw his father do. And that's what we want to do, Lord God. And so we turn our eyes to you, Lord God. And, and Lord, we can acknowledge, Lord, that, that we're not always there. Sometimes we veer. Lord, but you're so gracious to always bring us right back into focus. And, and so I ask you, Lord God, help us just to stay focused right now and to refocus as needed. In Jesus' name, amen. 
And so I just want to I want to start off by by just saying that um, <clears throat> it feels there's a lot of there's a lot of crazy in the world right now, and and it's pretty bizarre that to to look at the body of Christ and see that that crazy is amongst us. And I I, I feel that the the, the Lord. <laughs> really really needs to to bring us in bring us in and refocus us and 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 i just want to go after that today <clears throat> i i don't know about you but with with a lot of things going on in our nation right now and and whether it has to do with politics has to do with the you know government um decisions that's being made but also in the body of christ there's there's a lot of really strange division that's been happening um a lot of prophetic stuff that's happened in the prophetic movement of speaking into things in certain ways and then and then since things have happened with the elections and all that um some people have have repented publicly for getting it wrong um some people have have clung to what they feel like god's saying and and they're they're like we're holding on to this thing and then there's people who are like judging the other side. You shouldn't have repented. And the other people are saying you should repent or whatever. And there's people in different places. And, and I, I know that even in our own uh, movement and, and even in our own church, I, I feel that there's people in different parts of the spectrum. And, and that's okay. It's, first, I want to say it's okay as long as we're managing our hearts right. All right. And it's okay that not everybody sees everything the same way. But what's not okay is when, when we judge somebody else because they don't see it the way we do, all right? And what's not okay is for us to get our, our focus so heavy on these things that we're actually looking more at the situations and looking more at certain people than we are looking at the Father and seeing what He's doing and doing what he's doing and and anything that would cause us to turn our focus off of him onto other, something else for too long has become a distraction okay i i have honestly i like to be transparent with you guys about things this stuff is has messed with me i mean i, I felt i felt some anxiety and and stress over some things I'm pretty concerned about some things going on. I think it's rightfully so, honestly. But with that said, um, I, I've been longing, honestly, to, to hear the heart of my spiritual covering, my, my spiritual parents, Bill and Benny Johnson. I've been like wondering, like, what are they going to speak in this? I know they're going to say something, and it's probably going to come when they feel like it's time or whatever. And uh, I, I didn't get a chance to, I think Bill might have spoke at Bethel last Sunday. I haven't had a chance to hear that yet. I need to. Um, but, but somebody sent me a video of a TV show called Flashpoint. If anybody's heard, that, heard of that, Flashpoint, um, I believe the host of that show's name is Gene Bailey. Um, and, and he's interviewed people, lots of different people. And let me say, there's probably people he's interviewed on there that it's going to be controversial to some people. Okay, let's get over it. All right? It's okay if not everybody sees things the way you do, but, but, but we've got to have grace for one another. 
But what I was thankful for on this video that happened on the 28th uh, of this month, just a, just a couple of days ago, he had Bill and Benny Johnson on there. And, uh, and, and then he also had Mario Murillo, who's another voice that I think is worthy to be listened to in this time. Um, and another man named John Graves, who I, I personally had never heard before, but I liked, the, I liked his heart. Um, I want to read you guys some things. And I, I actually urge you, I posted this on the church website or Facebook page. And I posted on my Facebook page, the link to that video. It's just under an hour long. I, I want to urge everybody to go listen to it if you haven't yet. Put yourself into it. There, there's a prophetic word that's being read at the beginning that, you know, I'm not sure what I think about that word. And I, I'm, I'm just going to stay neutral on that. But everything past that, it's Bill and Benny sharing their hearts. And it's Mario Murillo and, and this other guy, John Graves. And, and I want to tell you, I needed to hear that because it, I felt the love of the Father in it. I heard the voice of the Father in it, and it recalibrated me. It filled me with hope. It lifted me out of, out of some of the stress I've been feeling. It helped me to, to remember the higher place to look. All right? And uh, I want to actually read to you guys some things that was brought up in there that really stood out to me. Again, though, I urge you to listen to it yourself if you haven't yet. But the things I'm going to say right now that they said... I hear the voice of the Father in it, and the reason I want to spend time on it with you is because I want to, I want to affirm these things. I want, to, I want to speak them out because I feel like it's truth. I feel like it's right now, rhema. It's, it's things that we need in this moment, okay? So Gene, the, the host, started off, and he just talked about how in this time with all the stuff that's going on in the body of Christ, people judging whatever side the, as, as they should have been doing it the other way or whatever. There seems almost like there's two different camps going on in that, which in itself is kind of, kind of a sad thing <laughs> that the body of Christ has camps that are separating one another. That's not cool. But he said that the enemy wants the division. All right. He, he's actually, he's actually trying to take advantage of this moment to create division in the body of Christ. So there's two camps, and, and he's, he, uh, he's saying there's two camps. That one camp is God's still going to do something with Donald Trump. There's another camp that says you need to apologize. Wait, yeah, they, they, that you need to apologize, like the other side needs to apologize for, for prophesying that stuff, and that, but it's a distraction of the enemy. Now, my message today is not about what you believe prophetically about who should be the president. That's not my goal, but my goal, my, what I want to focus on in, in a lot of this is the division because that is, that's what the enemy needs right now. Jesus said that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And, and so we gotta, we can't, we gotta recognize where this is happening and we gotta do something with it. So Mario Murillo starts talking and he asks this question, why would the devil divide us right now to put us on the defensive and not on the offensive. Think about that. If, if we're in a posture of the defensive and not on the offensive, we're, we're losing the victory stance. All right. He said, we will have time in the future to be prophetically accurate about everything that happened in the last several months. What we don't have time to do is to turn on each other 
while the enemy is mounting the greatest assault on America that we've ever seen. Now that's something to think about. The Lord's going to be faithful in time. We, we, need to, we need to be okay with God not giving us all the answers we need right now. That, like, like God's okay with, with time. But, but what we don't have time for is to allow the enemy to wreak havoc because we're paying attention to the wrong thing, okay? Mario continues. He says, he says we've come to this moment in the name of Jesus and by the power of God. God wants to give us miracles, unity, power, souls, and clout politically to stop this evil. And he said, that's what I feel Satan is doing. He's threatened by the church's ability to unify and to be revived. Come on. And these are the things I've been saying to you guys. Like a couple weeks ago, I was talking about the book of Revelation and Revelation 12 and I spent a lot of time talking about how the enemy, how Satan is, is coming up against the church and his, his target is the body of Christ. And it's not so that we can get so focused on the devil, but it's so that we can recognize the ultimate power that God has given to us through Christ in the church so that we can overcome him by the power of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Amen? And so it, we don't want to give the devil too much attention, but we want to not be ignorant. And the reason that we would give him any attention is so that we can focus on what the Word promises us, that we are more than conquerors. It's really not even focusing on the devil. It's focusing on the Christ who's in us, who is greater than he who's in the world. If we, if we know how, how, what he's doing, how powerful he is, and then we recognize what the word says about us, that, that greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world, then, then we're going to understand that that is so much greater in us. All right? We don't want to turn our head away from what he's doing. Because that's, that's where he wreaks havoc. But when we recognize it, but we keep our focus on the Father and not on him, but we stand our ground, we win. Amen? All right, I want you to hear what Benny Johnson said. I love Benny. She's, our, she's, a, she's a mama of, of the Bethel movement. She said this, it, and it's referring to all this stuff that's going on in the body of Christ and all that. She said, it is distraction, distraction, distraction. And she was explaining as an intercessor, sometimes I wake up and I'm just swirling because she feels that stuff in the atmosphere. She said, I can get distracted with my day, to, with my day by that swirl. Or I can say, God, what are you doing today? We need to seek God for what he's doing. So there's this choice. We can either come into the swirl of all the chaos that's happening in this world, or we can lift our eyes to the Lord and see what he's doing because he's not, he's not connected with the spirit of the world. Amen? Amen. And then she went on and said this, and I, I love this, as a, as a mother heart. She said, she said, are we still going over who did it, who didn't do it, who said what, and who needs to apologize? Are we still there? <laughs> Come on. She said, to me, that is so immature. Come on. That is so immature. I think there's a lot of Christians 
that needs some maturity going on here. And that, and that's not a that's not a bad thing. It's it's an important thing. We grow and mature in Christ, and it bears more fruit. She said we need to stop it right now and stop being distracted, and stay focused on what God is doing because He has surprised us all. <laughs> Sometimes God's doing something different than what we thought he was going to be doing. And, and you know, the Bible says that my thoughts are higher than yours and my ways are, are higher than yours. We don't understand it. I don't understand it. But we need to stay focused on what he's doing and remember that we're part of a, a kingdom that transcends all the stuff that's happening on this earth. Amen. Amen. And then Bill Johnson says this. There's so much wisdom in these words. That's why I wanted to take time with you guys on it. The enemy really wants to turn us away from hope. And that's what it feels like, really, is a lot of hopelessness. He wants to turn us away from hope because our measure of influence is always according to the level of hope we carry. What is happening is people are becoming so discouraged that they want Jesus to come back right now which I'm fine with. But the problem is the church has greater faith in the return of Christ than we do in the power of the gospel. Wow. Wow. We have been given the power of the gospel to bring transformation to our cities and our nations. And let me pause and say this, that has not changed in 2021. That's still the truth. All right, God has not closed his book uh, in this season. And it is upon us right now to stand in the power of that gospel and to demonstrate what has been functioning well for 2,000 years. We just need to stand upon it once again and declare the real power of the gospel now. Come on. That's good. It's like it's recalibrating the focus. Let's... Like, let's not get caught up in the, in the swirl of all the stuff that's causing confusion and anger and stress and anxiety and, and offense and all these things. Like, that's exactly what the enemy wants to do to get our focus off of the one thing that always remains true. And it's the gospel. And then Mario, Murillo. Guys, that guy, <laughs> if you ever want to see an example of the embodiment of the fire of God, Mario Murillo is a good place to look. That guy walks in. He's a, he's a bold and courageous man of faith and the gospel. And he's been having tent meetings. We're talking about in California. You know that place where they're trying to shut everything down? He's been having tent meetings, and they're having hundreds of people come to them. And, and they're seeing tons of healings happen, salvations. Pretty amazing. He was explaining that people from different sects of society sitting right next to each other worshiping the Lord. It's like, come on, that's unity. When it's all focused on Jesus, it's unity. He said the same shaking of the ground as the Jesus movement back in the 70s is happening today. That's amazing. We need to put our ear to what the Lord's doing, guys, and not miss it. All right? Because God's not, he's not following the, the rules of religion and the rules of, of the government even. He's, he's doing his own thing, but he's doing it. All right, so for Bill Johnson, the host asked him this question. He said, isn't it that every time 
that we see God move in a big way, that, that there's something going on on the other side in the world, the, the, the evil or the, the non-God side of things. And Bill said, oh, absolutely. He said there's a statement in Scripture where God was about to do something, but he said the sin of the Amorite is not yet complete. And I never, I never really thought about that, but it's like, it's like the Lord is actually allowing the sin to mount up to, so he could come in and, and show how he can dominate that thing. <laughs> God's crazy. A, he does things differently than I would ever think. And, but Bill, he goes on, he says, and the Lord shows up opposite to his surroundings. In the wilderness, he showed up as the fire in the dark of the night, a cloud in the heat of the day, he shows up opposite to surroundings. How does he show up in a recession? How does he show up when there's race, when racism is rampant? He's prepared to show up and it will be the opposite of everything going on because the gospel does have the answer. Come on. And then he started talking about what God's doing at Bethel right now. And I want to just give you guys a little context for this because um, California has been one of the most um, strictest states uh, by the governor. He's shut down so much stuff, and churches have not been able to meet. Um, most places, you can't even eat in a restaurant. And, uh, and Bethel has not had normal services for a year now. Um, they're doing live stream and, and have a handful of people in there, but they've had to do a lot of Zoom meetings and stuff and everything. But, uh, <clears throat> but they've started having these tent meetings uh, outside. They set up a tent and they're having the, the students at BSSM are having nightly prayer services and, and God's showing up. And then the church has started going there on Sunday evenings and praying and worshiping and, and the Lord's showing up. But, and Bill said at Bethel, there's a tenderness that's happening there was a time when the glory would come in, talking about years back, and it would rest upon us for seasons. And I remember that personally back when the glory cloud was coming in. You could see it when the, the, the fog, the Shekinah with, the, with the, the gold dust in it. I remember that. And, and he started crying when he was saying this because he loves the glory so much. He said, we're starting to experience the glory again. Come on. I don't know if that means that they're seeing the cloud, but they're starting to feel that tangible, thick presence come in amongst them in ways that it was really rich in the past. It's starting to happen again. He says it's happening with the children in every age group. And it's in the tent. And the presence coming that's permeating and overwhelming everything in the most wonderful way. Is that not what we want, guys? Come on. And Benny started sharing that students, you know, are praying in the tent every night. Now the church is doing that, and she said there's a new fresh wind of God happening again, fresh reunion. The Spirit is falling fresh on us, being, and we're being reset. Now that's what God's trying to do right now, is reset us in the body of Christ. Mario started sharing again. <laughs> Sorry, if, uh, this was just so good. I just want to keep sharing it with you. He said in the Jesus movement back in the 70s, the earmark... That, got, that told us that the Spirit of God was about to reform the culture was when people started asking to be saved without anyone approaching them. Come on. And he said in this, in this current thing that he's doing right now with his tent meetings, there's been two times in that tent meeting where they had to stop what they were doing 
because of the people in the audience were moaning and under conviction of their sins, moaning. And he said that, uh, that he had to stop what they're doing to give an altar call before they were normally going to, to just to give them relief from the conviction they were under to be saved. That's, that's crazy that the pressure of conviction was so heavy on them. Mario had to stop it and let them get saved just to relieve them. That's, I, I look forward to that. Come on. That's awesome. And he said, he's just talking about how, how there's this thing that's moving, that's building underneath their noses right now in California. A lot of churches are sensing the same swelling um, expectancy of God's presence coming in. Come on. He said God's presence can make people change because they fell in love with Christ and they follow him and serve him. And they can be changed so much that that. You know, that, that makes people have a love for the unborn who didn't have that before. Value for the male and the female who maybe not valued that in the way. And it built, and, and he was just talking about how the true conversion of the Christ can actually change hearts. And, and it goes past anything that legislation can do. That's, he didn't say that, but that's what, he was, that's what he was saying. He said, the greatest evangelistic tool in the world is the presence of God. <laughs> Come on. And he he's, he's just was talking about how, how important it is that, that he spends hours every afternoon praying that that presence, like at Bethel, just fills that tent where he's at. And, and he was saying that when I, when I show up, um, when I show up, that I'm already believing. I, I've already seen the, the, the addicts delivered. I've already seen the sick people healed. Before he ever preaches, he goes into there knowing that's going to happen because he's already won that battle in the prayer beforehand. Come on. That's amazing. He said that the, the presence of God is so strong that, and, and God's going to continue doing this, that you can almost, like, you can go directly to the altar call just by the presence before you even minister. That's what the Lord wants to do. He said something big is about to break on our shores, folks, and we really need to be ready. Now, I just want to repeat that. I want, to, I want you guys to hear that, that God's about to do something big and that we need to be ready. Okay. Because just like Bill was saying, God's going to come in opposite of what's happening. And as the sins of the Amorites were building so that God could come in like he wanted to. And, and we're, we're seeing that happen in our nation. But it, we can look at the kingdom side of this and get excited. Something's about to break forth. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, the last part I'm going to say from that, from that video is, is something that Bill was sharing because the host was asking him, how do you encourage people who are, you know, some people are stuck between the two thoughts about this election or uh, all the legislation that seems to be happening and it's coming against Christianity right now, which, by the way, that's really happening. <laughs> it's really happening. The attack against the Christian values, uh, what, how, do, how do we handle these things in this time? He's asking Bill this. And I love what Bill said, and this, is, this was part of what really helped my heart. He said, the devil wants us to be impressed with what he is doing. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
He's just trying to capture our attention. He wants us to live in a reaction to what he is doing. But Jesus lived in a response to the Father. We have to return to our place of strength. We have a gift to discern the heart of the Father. But when we start accusing the prophets, moving in a spirit of accusation, when we put all of our hope in one individual, we put our hope in a man instead of in God, when we make those errors, we really put ourselves in a very vulnerable place where we are finding our hope in things outside of what the Father is saying and what the Father is doing. I always encourage people to get back to what he is saying and doing. Bill has a way of keeping things very simple. And that's how it needs to be. He said, if you don't know what God's doing, then find out what he's done. Feed your soul on what he has done. Look at the testimonies. And I keep reminding us of the Nehemiah Project testimony, guys. That's ours. And we got to remember how God's shown up in that. But Bill Guzani shares an amazing testimony. He, I don't know who it was. He said it's an evangelist friend of his that he knows just reported um, that day two resurrection testimonies that just happened. Come on. Like, God's not done doing miracles. <laughs> I think he's just barely starting. And he said that, this, that one of those resurrections, the person was dead for hours and, and was raised to life in the hospital after the death certificate was signed. Come on, that just happened. That's awesome. So, like, to hear a testimony like that, and God's doing these things, and, and Bethel, who I honestly, I gotta, I'm going to share with you in a moment about um, one of our spiritual fathers, Mark Brooks, who I got to speak with yesterday um, from Bethel. But I, I actually, this whole time I've been thinking that Bethel, the, the leaders in the, in the church, they must feel like they're in a straitjacket because they can't do the things the way they do it. And I mean, they haven't been able to have conferences and that's how they, that's what they do. They haven't been traveling. They don't have people traveling there from around the world right now. The school probably is about half the size with attendance right now. And, and I, I just thought that they're probably feeling really restricted and maybe even discouraged. And lo and behold, it's the opposite. And God's showing up like that. And uh, yeah, good things are happening out there. They're, they're, just, they're making the most of it and just believing that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And they're not wavering in this. That's, that's really encouraging to my heart. And, and Bill's just saying, hey, God's doing these things all over the world. If you see what he's doing or what he's done, you can't help but be encouraged. That's how you strengthen yourself. And we need to make sure, guys, that we're strengthening ourselves in the Lord and that we're trying to encourage one another and remembering the things that God has done and look at the testimonies of things he's doing for other people and knowing that that's who he is and that's what he's doing. Let's look at the testimonies of what he's done in us and believe he's going to only increase. Bill said this. This is my last thing I'm going to read about what they said. He said, it's not hard to be encouraged. We have great reasons to be encouraged. Jesus is on the throne. It's a pretty good reason. <laughs> Don't you think? Jesus is still on the throne. And as I prayed earlier, the father said, sit on your throne 
until I make your enemies your footstool. Now, that's pretty good news right there because that's where things are heading towards. So that's awesome. Um, I'm excited because I'm going to show you guys a a video here in a moment. Um, It's actually is Mark Brooks. I, I spoke with Mark yesterday. Mark is the director, the senior director of, of the first year class of BSSM. So when I was a pastor at BSSM, he was like my, the top boss of that, of that, uh, school. So he's an awesome man. He walks in the glory. He walks in miracles. He's one of the biggest drunkards of the Holy ghost that I've ever met. And, and he flows with wisdom and everything. But, um, he was just sharing with me that even though the school probably is about half the size right now and and from week to week they don't know how they're doing it is it going to be on zoom are they going to meet under a canopy somewhere or what's going to happen but uh, he was saying that the students actually have a really good heart about it and they're flexible but god's showing up and people are getting wrecked by god and and healings are happening and stuff and and anyway he has about nine minutes on this video. He's going he's gonna to encourage you guys. I want you guys to hear what God's doing out there because this is our spiritual covering. This is our inheritance. And I don't want you just to hear a, a testimony of another church that we like. This is our family. And what God's doing there is for us. And so I want you to hear it like a father who's releasing things to us and that we get to receive it by faith. Just let it do something in you. And let's believe that God's igniting greater things in us. All right? So here we go. Boom. Greetings, Overflow Church. Uh, I'm a friend of your of your pastor, Jesse. My name's Mark Brooks, and uh, I know Jesse from back in the School of Ministry in uh, Redding, California. Jesse and I served in uh, on staff in the in the same department of the of the school. And Jesse and I talked yesterday, and, and he asked me if I would share some things that's been going on. And, and so I just, yeah, I thought I'd share a few testimonies, a little bit about the season. And as we all know, we the last 10 months, uh, as a body of Christ, uh, as a nation, uh, nations of the world, we've been going through some unusual turmoil, some ups and downs. Uh, where our our lives have been really adjusting, and um, and uh, but the Lord's been gracious uh, in this time. Um, we've been on Zoom calls, which you probably have been to a lot. Uh, we've learned to love Zoom, and uh, I I never knew what a Zoom call was, and now I'm great at doing Zoom calls, and. Um, We've had some, actually some great experiences also with Zoom. Um, it was an option when we had no other options. And the Lord, you know, would, would meet us there and it, we would have unusual um, great moments as students would encounter the Lord. You know, there's no distance with anointing. If, if um, Paul can lay his hands on a, on a piece of cloth, and then they lay it on someone else and they're healed, then God can definitely flow through Zoom. There, there are no borders. There's nothing that can stop the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, and so just to speak in this time, um, you know, with the, everything going on, we've, you know, ourselves, we've had to work through many of the exact same things you're doing so we can feel with you and 
we've come down to one conclusion like like we do in every season that there is only one answer and that is the person of Christ Jesus Christ is is the key in this in this time of where it seems dark and uh, and turmoil um, on every level from the pandemic to uh, unrest in our nation uh, Jesus Christ is, is the answer and We've been really experienced an unusual time, and um, about three, four weeks ago, we 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 bought a couple of really big tents because California is really locked down, and uh, we were meeting in those tents. And the very first night, um, I mean, the very first day, it was on a Thursday, and first year was having the tent school ministry. That's what um, department I work in, and uh, boy. We were experiencing such a beautiful uh, presence, and uh, it just kept getting thicker, and the atmosphere started changing, and we started praying for some people, and um, you know, great miracles. I, I, I mean, I can share a few miracles. There was a a, a lady who had. Um, uh, let me look at it so I can uh, know the so. Um, so Paul, uh, so several palsy. That's it. Several palsy. Sorry, but for 19 years uh, she's had it, and uh, actually since she was three years old. And um, and that day the Holy Spirit came upon her, and uh, she was instantly healed. And she always walked with a limp her whole life, and the limp was gone. She went to a revival group pastor the next day and said, I, I have no symptoms. I am totally, totally healed. Uh, another lady, she was um, in her, for 40 years, uh, she had hip problems and lower back problems. And in, in one moment, um, she is radically healed as she started to celebrate um, her healing. There was uh, another lady who had um, scoliosis uh, of the spine um, and uh, for for many years and um, and actually she had one of the students lay hands on her back and the girl the student said ah this feels like a snake and she would kind of joke with the person <laughs> and said well get it out and uh, but she was joking at that point but you know kind of tripped out the student but anyhow right then as a student started laying her hands on um, on this uh, lady's back, uh, which she's had this since birth. Um, all of a sudden she could feel this heat and this power come upon her and her spine just straightened right out. And, uh, and, and she, she is radically healed. And uh, what's interesting is the next week um, they were doing a, a Zoom call uh, as a revival group. That's uh, the group that they're in. And she shared her testimony, and one of the students who has the exact same thing, scoliosis of the spine, they got healed from just hearing the testimony right there. And uh, so it's a, a real beautiful time, as, as I, I had said in Isaiah 55, where it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. This is, uh, we're really experiencing the nearness of the Lord. It feels like you know, I was here when uh, the move of God was breaking out and uh, many years ago, 20-something years ago. And, you know, it's, it's so tan we're feeling 
those same stirrings and 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 the biggest thing of all is is what's happening with the students at and and also people of the church we we gathered the church on um sunday night two weeks ago and the tent was just so full of the presence of the lord that it was just so sweet and um powerful as the lord just kept coming and people were hungry and we started having um as a, as a class we as a, as a student body we started using the tent every night and and the tent was just full and uh and people are just coming hungry and you know i was in a just last night in a meeting again and and uh, i was gonna i was supposed to shoot this video last night but i went to the uh prayer meeting and people were just on their face and uh just worshiping the Lord and asking him to just come, that we need him and we, we want him. And, and uh, it was just a beautiful time. And so, so I want to just encourage you all that this is a, a time that the Lord has come near. And he says, uh, when we feel his nearness to seek his face. And I, I, I encourage Overflow Church I want to pray for you, actually, right now. Um, put your hands out, and uh, and let's ask Holy Spirit to come. Holy Spirit, I ask that you'd come, come in such a way that that you would light a a deep down inside a a, a hunger for you. And Lord, we we ask that anything that has been distracting us, we we give it to you. We say, Lord. Forgive me for being distracted. I don't. I, I lay this down. Whatever else is in my life that is is keep me from you, Lord. I ask that you'd show me and that you would take it and just right now, just take a moment. I just see the Lord just just speaking to hearts, and there's a, a growing desire inside. Just surrender. Whatever. Could it could be that would keep you from him? And I ask Holy Spirit, come, release a hunger that they would sense your nearness now. Thank you, Lord. Thank what you're doing. I pray a blessing of what the Lord's doing actually across the whole planet would be happening in Overflow Church. That as they as they start to meet together and they even actually dedicate. I heard about your new building. As they dedicate to you, Lord, you always fill your temple. And we're now the temple of the Spirit. And, uh, and so you're filling us. And you're going to make that building. It's going to be a place, a special place where people are going to come from all around. And they're going to meet with you. And so I bless you, Overflow Church. Thank you for giving me. Actually, I'm looking. I've got nine minutes. I'm only going to do a few minutes. I hope that's great, Jesse, and uh, uh, that it's so long. Uh, but bless you. I pray that the Lord, you would feel his nearness, and you would feel a deep hunger, and you would seek his face in this time of seeking the Lord. Amen. Bless you guys. Hope I see you one day soon. Wow, I, I am just pretty wrecked with that. I, I, that was my second time to listen to that, and man, I, I was just getting filled both times.
but I, I just think it's it's a good practice that when you're hearing testimony of the God's of God's presence and His goodness, power coming in, that we don't just listen to it um, just as a story or just as a great thing to hear, but that we're actually engaging with the Spirit of God with it and drawing from Him. And man, I'm getting just so wrecked right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And that's really the heart of everything that I felt like why I wanted to talk about the other stuff. It's just, it's just recalibrating. Like it's so easy to get to, to lose the focus of what really matters and what really is happening. Lord, we love you so much. Holy Spirit, your presence is strong and I ask you to fill us, Lord, and uh, just help us to hone in. One of the things that, that Mark was telling me yesterday that uh, that really stood out to me was he said that in the Bethel movement um, that there are some some places where things have probably gotten kind of disjointed as it has grown more and stuff and uh, different departments or different types of focuses and stuff have gotten kind of disconnected and and uh, and then there's even the political stuff is kind of happened in their midst and everything and but he, he was just saying that this the as the presence of the Lord has been coming in it's like it's like he's melting the differences and and it's is naturally by the spirit of God supernaturally but naturally um bringing hearts together again in unity <laughs> it's amazing like you can't just make that happen but like but but with when Jesus shows up you got to let go of things that that he's not in and when we do that then it brings us together and and that's what unity looks like and I'm just I love it God and we want we want to see your unity we want to see your unity in our own church, in our own families, right here at Overflow Church, God, we want unity and not build around um, all that stuff, God, but around you, Jesus. We want your presence, God. And church, I want to call on us in the name of Jesus. Um, let's, let's be showing up with expectancy that God's coming in that God's presence is coming in. Let's, when we come to the church, next time we meet together, let's do it with expectation that the glory is in the room. And, and let's, let's engage and let's, let's really go after this stuff. Let's, and don't wait till then. Do it now. Like Let's shift our hearts and, and really get kingdom focused, not, not even with the mentality of these are the things that we want to believe for, but these are the things that are happening and I'm saying yes to it, Lord. Like, let's actually enter into what he is doing, not just what we're hoping he will do. Amen? Before I, before I um, wrap up, in a few minutes, I'm actually going to have a few people come and release some declarations over us. But I want to release some declarations that the Lord put in my spirit this week. Um, <clears throat> I want to just declare a few things. And it really comes from the spirit of engaging with what God's ready to do in this season that we're in okay i really feel like we've entered into a new epic season and we got to see what god's doing in this so here we go i want you guys to if your heart is in agreement just receive these things receive the spirit of this i declare 
the spirit of wisdom and understanding will be unleashed on the body of Christ like we've never known before so that the veiled eyes of our hearts will become unveiled to all the truth of the kingdom within us. I declare that the bride of Christ is awakening to who she is. She is awakening to who he is and how close and powerful he is. She will arise from her slumber, from passivity, a poor self-view, a critical nature, and anemic state. She will be bold as a lion, full of love, courage, the truth, and the glory of God. I declare we will become hungry and desperate for God like we've never known. And his response will be his, his tangible love and manifested glory that will confound the wise and the humble. I declare we are about to see signs and wonders and miracles like never before. Not because we are waiting for God to come do something to us but because we are rising up into who we already were. All of creation is waiting to see the sons of God revealed. And it's because this world was created to see and know God's glory, and it longs for us to manifest it. Heaven is eagerly anticipating us grasping a hold of what it is persistently waiting to become unleashed upon us. I declare, because we will engage with God at this level, we are about to become the supernatural people we have longed to be. And we will know that the increase of the angelic hosts will swarm into this earth, and we will not only witness, but participate in the most conquering warfare we've ever known to bring the kingdom upon this earth, as is our mission. Bondage, strongholds, sickness, disease, poverty, and brokenness will get crushed by those who will crush it. I declare, no matter what the leaders of this age or this fallen world try to do to strip away things that we rely on to live decent lives, we are going to believe and experience why God is called Jehovah Jireh in ways we've never felt the need to know it. God is going to unleash the provisions and abundance of heaven that will baffle the world upon those who align their lives with kingdom lifestyle. I declare we will see the complacent, the fence sitters, the backslidden and the lost become so stirred in their hearts in desperation for this God that we will be dynamically displaying because they have never seen the body of Christ like this. And many will find how much they desperately need this. We will begin to see a harvest of prodigals, lukewarm and unsaved coming into the kingdom. Churches will need to figure out how to disciple them. And last but not least, I declare that you and I will engage our lives at this level starting right now. 
with full surrender and full desperation and full faith and not wait for someone else or some event or some time to initiate it. It has to start with someone. Let it start right here with you and me. Can anybody say amen? Amen. And I'm going to, I'm just going to finish with this before I have them come up and release a few declarations over us. I just wanted you to, why don't you put your hand on your belly if you're able to, both hands if you can. And I want you to know that God's put a fire inside of you by the Holy Spirit. If you've been born again, the Spirit lives within you and there's a fire in you. And I want to tell you what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.6 He said, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift that God gave you when I laid my hands on you. People, I want to call on you right now to stir up the fire that's in your spirit. In Jesus' name, I call on you to burn for the Lord. Burn for the Lord. Let the wind of God blow in your spirit in Jesus' name. Let it stoke up and become a roaring, raging flame inside of you in Jesus' name. Because the world needs it. The church needs it. We all need you to burn with that fire in the name of Jesus. Don't be complacent. Don't be passive. Don't wait for somebody else. It's your turn, guys. Burn in Jesus' name. Burn in Jesus' name. Now is the time. Church, we've got to rise up and we've got to be everything that God has promised who we are. He believes in you more than you believe in yourself. Engage with who he knows that you are and become everything that God has called you to be. Stop letting cyclical behaviors hold you down. Stop letting self-doubts hold you down. Stop letting passivity hold you down. Stop letting a, 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 a lack of desire to hold you back. In the name of Jesus, I speak to the desire of your heart right now to burn on fire. In the name of Jesus, We can't have lukewarmness anymore in our Christianity, guys. It is time for us to burn in the name of Jesus. We've got to change this world, guys. Do you hear my heart? Let's rise up and let's roar and let's let the fire burn. And let's be be kingdom carriers. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. When we get in that building... And we start meeting together. I want to call on you to not let there be excuses to not show up. I mean, I get it if there's reasons, but I'm, so, I'm talking about having excuses when you know you could be there. And I'm not saying this to convict anybody or to, to condemn or guilt trip. I'm just saying, guys, we've got to band ourselves together. We've got to unite and we've got to see the promises and the vision that God's given us. It's God's heart. It's not Pastor Jesse trying to make something happen. It's us. It's for God. It's for his king. And it's for the king and the kingdom. And we've got to see the kingdom come in, guys. I believe, I believe that we're going to see the kingdom ushered in. And I believe that when we start meeting in that church and we can start gathering together, we're going to start worshiping. We're going to have the glory come in. 
We're going to stir it. We're going to stir it. We're not going to wait for it to happen to us. We're going to stir it because it's in us and we get to harness that thing. We're going to catalambano, grab a hold of, to seize, to bring it in. We're going to see the kingdom come forth in Jesus' name. All right, who's going first? You guys come and release something with power. <laughs> come on. Awesome. These guys just receive what they're about to release. I'm excited about this. Thank you, Lord. Um, I was I was really talking with the Lord while Jesse was declaring those things, and I wrote down uh, what I believe the Lord was telling me. So, I declare that fear and worry would not hinder us as the body of Christ, but we are filled with courage and hope. In Romans 15:13 it says may the hope of God fill may the God of hope <laughs> fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So Lord, I declare that we live in the power of the Holy Spirit you gave us instead of living in the false power of the world. Lord, I declare <laughs> Lord, I declare that fear has no hold on us, and that we live from the hope that the Lord has, you have given us, Lord. Lord, I thank you for creating us to happen to the world and not letting the world happen to us, Lord. <laughs> thank you so much, Lord. You're so amazing. Thank you so much. Lord, remind us that you have created us to reach out to people who are lost in this world and uh, not for worldly ideas to seep their way into the mind of Christ that we have because of you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, I declare that everywhere we go would become a perfect health zone. I declare that dry bones would rise up. Come on, Jesus, that miracles and signs and wonders would follow us everywhere we go. When we're driving in the car, there would be no accidents because we're leaking the Holy Spirit everywhere we go. <laughs> Jesus, thank you, God, that we would be a people of hope, that we would not waver, that we know that your word is true and it wants to perform what it says it will do. <laughs> Jesus, yes. You are the God who does not lie. That's not your nature. Titus 1-2 says it. It's true. Yes, God. I declare that you would redeem relationships, God, that we thought were severed. They are not. Nothing is impossible with you, Jesus. <laughs> Our hearts would burn for the one. God, if we see someone that we're like, I don't really want to talk to them right now, but you give us the heart to love them, to speak into their lives, to prophesy over them, that we would not cower. If you have a word for us to give, may we give it. I declare that we would be a people of courage and boldness. Lord. <laughs> yeah, I declare that hearing God's voice comes easy. Mm -hmm. 
I declare that faith would arise and increase in each of you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I declare just um, what Stephanie was saying, just boldness in in your testimony, in your walk with God, but also everywhere you go. I declare that you would be influential in every part of your life, in every group that you're a part of. Thank you, God. Yeah, I just declare for a refreshment for the body of Christ, for each of you, just a refreshment. Yeah. And I just declare the joy of the Lord upon you. In Jesus' name. Yeah, and I I just declare that God is not done, that God is on the move, that God has all the power, he has all the authority, and I just declare that God has put his spirit in me, so right now, just come in contact with that spirit right now that's inside of you, you are a temple, I am a temple that houses the spirit of the living God. And I walk with the Spirit, and I walk in that same power that He has. I take Him everywhere I go. Thank you, Lord. I just declare that unity in the body of Christ is contagious. (laughs) And I just declare everywhere I go, I am a walking unity bomb. And I just explode and it's just crazy contagious over everyone. COVID has nothing on how contagious the, the unity is in the body of Christ. Come on. <laughs> and I just declare that people see Jesus when they look at me. They encounter the living God when they look at me, when they talk to me. When they experience me, and I just declare that over the entire body of Christ, I declare that apathy is no longer a thing in, in a Christian walk. I declare that it's not, it's not just about doing this or doing that. It's about relationship with the one true God and doing not just this or that, but doing what he's doing, saying what he's saying, and going where he's going. And we're going to see incredible things happen. God is doing awesome things. God enables me to keep my love on no matter what I do. And I can and will choose to love. So God, we just thank you so much for today. Lord, there's a a lot that you're doing right now. And so whatever you're breathing on in each person's heart. Holy Spirit, I just uh, just say fan the flames of what you're doing, that there would be more fruit that comes from these moments right now, Lord. I just declare that there are shifts happening right now in our minds, our bodies, our souls, that things are lining up with the spirit of what you're doing and what you're saying, God. I just thank you so much, Lord, that you're, you're moving in incredible and mighty ways. 
And right now, Lord, we just seal everything that you've done right now. And we ask you for more. We ask you for an increase, Lord. We just declare we're going to see increase in our lives of the presence of God, of your presence, Holy Spirit, of your manifest power in our lives, Lord. So we just receive that right now. And we just declare your goodness over over our lives. We just receive from you. In Jesus' name, we all said amen. We receive it. Let it be done, Lord. Whew. Well, we love you guys so much. Thanks for joining today. And would you guys just be so blessed. Take the Spirit of God with you everywhere you go. And uh, aloha to you. Happy Sunday. Whoa.